Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So, I for one am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. We do. And just a reminder that any serums or anything else we mention on the show is always on our website, forever35podcast.com. Please listen to our other podcast here for you. It's out daily on weekdays. And we also produce another podcast, G Thanks Just Bought It, that you will also really enjoy. So give them all a listen, please. And, you know, if you're looking for some online connection right now and you want to talk to people, join our Facebook group, www.facebook.com slash groups slash Forever 35 Podcast. And there are so many spinoff groups it's just like a whole new world. So many. I love them. Um, and also, please call us at 781-591-0390 or email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. Hello, Dory. I don't have a serum to recommend, but I do have a new hand cream. Oh. 
go on. I, I feel like really we should be focusing on the serums of the hands right now anyways because we're washing <laughs> we're washing so much that is hopefully. so true yes i saw this recommended somewhere online and then i found it um in a grocery store order and i ordered it it's gold bond ultimate healing hand cream ooh it sounds powerful it's very nice i have to say and then last night because, you know, anything goes right now. I conducted an experiment where I put it on one foot, but not the other foot to see Ooh. it. <laughs> and? And the foot with the hand cream was much softer this morning. Wow. Okay. So yeah. it actually works. This was a scientific study conducted here in my home. I mean, yes, I buy it. You had so- a control and you had a test subject. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there you go. I'm putting it on right now, actually, as we record. It's really nice. Ooh, I might have to get some. I want to put a call out for hand cream recommendations. Maybe we do just a whole mini episode dedicated to hand creams. (laughs) What are you using on your hands, everybody? I mean, I'm still using my old standby, like how to Lee. I've never tried their hand cream. Oh, it's really nice. I don't, you know, I, I think if you lived in like a very cold climate and your hands were like chapped and really raw, it might not be powerful enough, but I still find it powerful enough for our many hand, my many hand washes of the day. And I have it stationed in different places throughout my home. Oh my gosh. You've got multiple bottles. Oh yes, of course. (laughs) Well, I have... I have four. In I have fact, four. I'm going to put some creams. on right now. Right? Don't have, you kind of, as you're yeah. talking, you're like, this sounds mm-hmm. like a nice activity. Yeah, I, I have keep, it in my desk drawer. How many bottles do you have? At least three, possibly four. That's impressive. Wow. That is, that is an endorsement if I ever did hear one. Well, I just like to be able to know that I can put it on at any time. But you know what? This is so, I feel like this speaks to our personalities because I have four hand creams on my bedside table, but they're all different. This is classic me. And mm. you always, you tend to go to one product that you become, yep. that you're in like a monogamous relationship with. <laughs> you are polyamorous. And, and I'm, I'm a polyamorous not. product user. Yes. This is the difference between us. I'm going to take a finally photo of my figured this out <laughs> you know what? and i the four that i'm using i really like i have the alba botanica unpetroleum jelly which i've talked about the avino yes. skin mm-hmm. relief hand cream yeah i've also talked about this gold bond new one and then i have something called Cela, which is canadian creme de la creme the very best cream that's very nice oh what's mm-hmm. it wait say that again what's it called Cela by Cela dion <laughs> Yes, this is Celine Dion's <laughs> private line. This is Cela, inspired by and made in Canada. Mm. Um, the okay. the ladies of Breaking Beauty gave this to me. Um, great pod, by the way, if you need a pod right now. And it's a really it's a really lovely body cream, but I use it on my hands. You know, now that you say that, they gave me a Cela body scrub that I Ooh. enjoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cela, Cela. Are we saying that right? Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) What else is happening with you? Okay, well, I finally bought Animal Crossing, the video game that I have talked about that many people are playing during this time of self-isolation and social distancing. And it is very soothing. And Mm -hmm. I like it. The thing I have noticed is that I think I would like it more if I could like sit and play for eight hours, but I never have... The time to do that so it's kind of annoying like i can get a good two hours in and then it's time for bed like i mm. i really wish i had like 
days upon days to play alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In in of course, my kids now love it and have taken it over. So now I have now they live on my island. If anyone is new to Animal Animal Crossing: New Horizons, it's a Nintendo Switch game where you go to a deserted island and, and try to like build it up. And yeah, and then you can have multiple multiple players but you all have to live on the same island which i didn't realize when i f- started my island which is named Gamehenge after um a fish it's a fish reference the band fish so now my kids also live on Gamehenge, my island and they, <laughs> they're kind of annoying me like one of my kids <laughs> you're like i got i got this game to get away from you guys i literally got this game as self-care for myself and then when they found out they freaked out because they had seen it on commercials and wanted it. Oh and I was God. like, oh, no. And then this I let them play so it. Funny. And then like one of them built their tent too close to my house. <laughs> Another one picked the flowers I grew. I, like, I like, come on, guys. This is where I'm at. Do you do you have multiple Nintendo Switches or that you're all playing on one Switch? No, we have one Switch. I so didn't when, realize that so when people, they want to play, own, like, yeah, we all we're all on the same Switch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My husband was like, "Do you know that some people own multiple Switches so that like you?" And I was like, "What? What? Like we have one TV. We don't <laughs> own multiple things." So oh. yeah, so we have we have one TV, one Nintendo Switch. We're all now just angling for animal crossing but it's kind of fun like we now all talk about it you know we That's have we so run out of funny. things to talk about my kids are like how much how much did you get for that um sea bass that you caught with your <laughs> fishing you know like <laughs> wait does your husband play too no but i think he's gonna start he probably feels left out you can have up to four players so no, i mean does. you're he, you're all on this there. island together he's not there i mean he's he's on the other island that we're all stuck on the island of our home <laughs> So, uh, but it's very, it is really fun and I have to join Nintendo so I can visit other people's islands. But if you are a listener and you play, DM me on Instagram and we can visit each other's islands. Oh my gosh. I know. Is this that is weird? so cool. No, it's this fun. Is, this is what I'm doing to relax. This and I'm going to start the new Bachelor singing show tonight because what else do I have I mean, do, literally, I just want to mention because you had mentioned Animal Crossing on here for you and someone wrote in to say that there is also a free mobile version of it. So you don't have to have a switch to play, but you don't you don't build up an island. You build up a campground just as good. It'll be so just as satisfying. slightly different. But I just wanted to mention that in case because I also you can't get a Nintendo switch now. Yes, because they everybody ordered them, I guess, because yeah. everyone's at home. Yeah. So for people who may not have one and can't get one, this could be a good option. I mean, for me, it's nice just to zone out the same way I think like you zone out doing a jigsaw puzzle. Like it's just kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just want my brain to go blank a little yeah. bit and focus yeah. on this one yeah. thing. Yeah. So that has been that has been a lot of fun. So thank you, creators of Animal Crossing <laughs> for this strange <laughs> world that I now live in. <sighs> You know, I was working on a on a newish jigsaw puzzle last night. Of what? Of Star Wars. Interesting. It was okay. a puzzle. It was it was from a puzzle exchange that I think I've mentioned that I did a couple weeks ago with my friend Jody. She we did a socially distant puzzle exchange. Uh, I gave her a few puzzles and she gave me a couple puzzles. That's a great. I love that idea. I think that's a really cool. Wiped them all down. 
there's exactly there's also a puzzle shortage right now well yes and also puzzles are the thing like once you do the puzzle i mean you could do it multiple times but it's i know like i normally am puzzle swapping when we're not self-isolating so yeah it's nice to I mean, share puzzles totally you can do a socially distant puzzle swap just leave it on someone's porch or whatever that's yeah, a great idea you know um, so you're working on a star wars puzzle I'm working on a Star Wars puzzle. It's it's pretty good. It's it's vertical, which is a little disconcerting. Not disconcerting, but like I feel like most puzzles are horizontal, horizontally, like landscape oriented, and this is portrait oriented, if you will. Yeah, that's disconcerting. I understand yeah. what you're saying here. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm I'm rolling with it. I have uh, I have R two D two almost almost done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm doing that. I'm also thinking about Henry's first birthday. I'm so bummed that I don't get to celebrate your son's birthday with you. I know. I was excited for it. Um, but we're going to have a little celebration at home. And I've been ordering some stuff online. Like online, like I got some balloons. I ordered a party hat that I really hope arrives in time. Um, for... For, for Henry. Just no, for Henry. Yes, <laughs> yes for me. For you. Um, and I plan on making a cake. I had to get some, like, even the cake materials I had to, like, scrounge together. <laughs> um, but I think I have everything. I know, in, like, I know he doesn't care or know what's going on, but it does, it feels like a milestone that I, that I want to commemorate. Yeah, right? yeah. I think, I think you do what you want. Okay. I, for sure. That sounds great. Thank you. I was thinking about doing a Zoom, but that also seems possibly overwhelming. I don't know. But I feel like now people are expecting a Zoom. Well, it's very interesting how now this is our lives. I know. Like, Have your kids gone to any Zoom birthday parties? No. My oldest daughter has had like Zoom or Google Hangouts with her friends. Mm -hmm. Both of them actually have where they like all get on and just like stare at each other. Um, but no zoom birthday parties not yet no okay i i went to a I, i've done two like happy birthday zooms with one-year-olds um, in, in the last couple of weeks um and they were both very short like one of them we were basically just singing happy birthday and the parents were like okay bye and then the other one we just all said happy birthday and like that was kind of it you know, I've always I always felt that the first birthday party and also maybe the second birthday party, like it's more for the uh, the other people than oh, the actual totally. child. Right. So totally. Yes. You should do whatever like feels great for you. And, in you know, if your family wants to be involved, you know, I'm sure the grandparents would love to Zoom. Yeah. I was also thinking it might be nice if I could, like maybe people would record like short video messages for him. Oh, I will. Okay. Like, hey, it's like me, that. that lady that comes yeah. to your house. <laughs> exactly. Maybe he'll get a big smile on his face when he sees oh, you. Oh, I love him. I know. Um, also, Kate, I'm I'm taking a cue from you. I like this. Go on. As your as your whatever you're drinking jingles in the background. I'm <laughs> sorry, you're I so right. I'm <laughs> slurping away. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to try. I need to try to drink more water. I had like I had this like self-image of myself as someone who drinks a lot of water but I actually think that that is a lie and I think I don't drink enough water you've been and living a lie I have been living a lie and I have a hydro flask I have a 32 ounce hydro flask that I hadn't been using I had just been like refilling a glass every like all the time 
and using a smaller water bottle. And then I was like, no, I need to bust out the hydro flask again. There's also a thread in the Forever 35 Facebook group about Alexa skills. Someone was just asking like, what are some cool things that you have your Alexa do? And someone said that she has her Alexa tell, like remind her to drink water, that that is a skill that Alexa can do. Well, you know what? That seems worth it. For right? all the for all the weirdness and <laughs> the, spying the spying that Alexa does, she can remind me to hydrate. Can remind you to drink water. Uh, you know, I actually like went on a little bit of an Instagram story rant about my hydration obsession because someone had DM'd me asking how to drink more water while working from home, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. truly, it you I I think like the biggest thing is you get a giant straw based water bottle. Mm-hmm. Mine is from Hydro Flask. I don't know. It doesn't matter where it's from. Straw is key, straw based, and big is key. And then flavoring it in a way that will make you drink it is key. And then just keeping it with you all the time. And also recording how many you drink. Oh, you record how many you drink? I don't because I know I drink like four of them a day. But I think if you want to make sure you're drinking, like I also like sometimes yeah. I have to keep track to make sure I've taken my like Zoloft, or not Zoloft. Wow, I forgot what medication I take. Uh, my Prozac at night. Like I, you know, I will record it to make sure I remembered that I did it. Yeah, I think it's the same thing for with water. That's a good idea. I know there are some apps that can help you keep track of how much water you drink. Maybe I'll look into that. But yes, I'm um, sorry, I am drinking it right now because I'm I'm. I'm just enjoying the sensation of hydration. Can I ask a weird question? How often Always. do you how often do you wash your hydro flask? I'm going to say next to never. Okay. So, I also rarely wash my hydro flask. And back when I was pregnant, I was drinking or was it, did I have the hydro flask then? Maybe this is when I was nursing. You had that I, big blue water bottle. Yes, the big yes. blue one. And I would put liquid IV in it because Mm. I needed the electrolytes. And one day I noticed that the straw had gotten moldy. Yes. So I actually bought myself the straw cleaning kit and I occasionally will wash out the straw and the top because you can get a little bit of mold in there. Yeah. But the cup part, like I rinse it out occasionally. So yeah. So what I think had happened because when I was just drinking plain water, I didn't clean it that much but i think because it, the liquid iv was in there it allowed like bacteria to grow or mold to grow or something like it activated something someone who knows more about food biology will be able to to tell, tell me exactly what happened but like you know it has sugar in it like it has it has stuff in it that will cause things to happen and so there is definitely some stuff in the actual flask as well so i have been wary about putting other things in my water but you say that it's fine so maybe i will i mean again i'm not an expert on food biology either i just i squeeze lemons into my water nonstop. Mm. that's my preferred mm-hmm. flavor okay it makes it more appealing to drink i really like it um so that's what i do but again that might not work for everybody okay well, I'm down. I'm down to do well, it. Well, I'm proud of you for taking this step. I, and I will say, I've been having conversations with friends about skincare. And I really do think that hydration along with sleep is like, are they're like two of the most important things if you for your skin, like as opposed to a serum. As we have said, like water is, is a serum. Um, I think water, sleep and sunscreen. Yes. And maybe like not a ton of booze. Yeah. Not a ton of booze. And don't smoke. And don't smoke. And also, no, just kidding. <laughs> can I say? Can I say one thing that I have um, that has like kind of been stressing me out a little bit? Yes. 
Okay, I am struggling a little bit with like the diet culture take on this quarantine experience mm. during coronavirus. Go on. I have been opting out of conversations when it comes up. Like a lot of times the conversation is like will come up of like I'm gaining so much weight for this reason and I'm gaining like the COVID-15, which is a thing I've seen everywhere is a play on COVID-19 and a freshman 15 or whatnot. And I, I am, I am struggling with the kind of way in which it is so, so accepted to talk about this stuff as if it is bad. Gaining weight is not bad. Mm -hmm. And finding comfort in food is not bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I, I've been truly shocked at how, um, accepted it is socially the way we speak about our bodies and food i feel like Mm. like again this is something i've thought about for a long time i don't know why it's shocking to me right now but i just am seeing it happen so much in the through the lens of our experience being self-isolating and being at home and stress i i I don't know i'm i'm really i'm struggling with it and i don't have a coherent thing to say about it and i'm probably not articulating myself in the best way but i just wanted to like i just wanted to mention it well i'm glad that you raise it because i think it's important and i think it's probably pretty upsetting for a lot of people to be to have to be kind of immersed in it all the time yeah it, it it at first i was kind of able to like compartmentalize a little bit but it's starting to like mentally stress me out so if that is also you i see you and also if you are having a hard time with whatever your relationship is to food and your body during during this i see you too it is really hard yeah the messaging we're receiving is is from other people is really hard and i just um i don't know so it's just an interest a thing that is happening right now that i am i'm aware of okay well thank you for raising it all i want to say okay okay all right well should we take a break Let's take a break because when we come back, we get to talk to Jen Gotch. We do. And uh, Jen's been on my guest bucket list for a while. She did not disappoint. She didn't. So we'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, 
Even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events, there's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I I, don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a 
gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince. But it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly... Uh, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Our guest today is Jen Gotch. Jen is the co-founder and chief creative officer at Bando and an advocate for mental health and emotional well-being. In 2008, she founded Bando with a friend and with no prior business experience, was able to work with a small group of passionate people and transform it from a small hair accessories company into a beloved lifestyle brand that's about encouraging joy and personal growth. And Jen's new book is The Upside of Being Down, How Mental Health Struggles Led to My Greatest Successes in Work and Life. And we're just so thrilled to have you here, Jen. Um, As I mentioned before we started recording, you have come up on Forever 35 many times as a wonderful role model in the world of (laughs) self-care and mental health. I love that. And we, you now have it all written down in a very handy <laughs> book for anyone to take with them and read. And it's true. we're so excited you're here. Yeah. So you're, let's start by giving our listeners a little bit of background as to what led you to write your book. Sure. Well, um, I've always wanted to write a book. I, I did not pursue that as a career, but it's certainly something that's been in the back of my mind. Um as a goal at some point, probably five or six years ago, I set out to write a business book because I thought I knew everything there was to know about business, uh, which I obviously was incredibly wrong. You never really know it all. Um, and that book did not come to fruition. But around the same time, um, a woman named Lauren Spiegel, who works at Simon & Schuster, reached out to me to write a memoir. And I was like, no, I would, I don't think I would do that. And I I was very busy with Bando um, because at that time, I think our team was like five or six. And my role was, I was like, I don't know how I could do that, Um, which is not normal for me. Usually I think I can do much more than I can actually do. So it was another Mm -hmm. good thing that didn't happen. And then over the next five years, I would say, Lauren would just sort of hit me up every once in a while. Um, and the last time she did, which was probably in 2018, uh, 
I said, yes, I, I felt like it was the right time for me to do it. Bando had grown enough that if I had to be absent, uh, nothing bad was going to happen. In fact, really good things happened when I, <laughs> they seem to happen when I step out at this point. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. And she, you know, she was, I really wanted to write a self-help book. She really felt like it would be strongest in memoir form. So I like to think I wrote a self-help memoir. Yeah, you definitely did. Um, as a person who uh, has anxiety and, and, you know, many other issues, <laughs> I found a lot of really pertinent information in your book. Um, so it's very helpful, but also I just love hearing about your life and how how you grew as a person and grew as a, as a business person. Um, you talk a lot about how self-care is part of self-help. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could explain the difference as you see it to our listeners. Oh, I will do my best. I feel like I, this is where I need my book to just read from because I think it's eloquently put in there. Um, I'm not known I for have, my eloquence. I have it. Well, let, <laughs> let, me, let me say, want me to read it what you have in the book? Because I find it very, like I've yeah, highlighted yeah. it and flagged it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You said self-help is the long-term pursuit of feeling better and self-care is made up of the short-term strategies that help you on the journey. Mm. Yeah, that sounds that sounds smart. Um, <laughs> I would have drawn that out for 20 minutes. So I'm, I'm glad that you had the book there. Um, you know, for me, they're both really important. Obviously, self-help um, and digging deeper into sort of the issues under the issues can take a really long time, which doesn't, shouldn't deter you from it, just means that it's probably not going to give you immediate relief. Whereas to me, self-care is more about what you need in the moment. And truly, um, you know, I've come to learn that, that we actually have a lot of that information inside of ourselves. We're just not always taught to look there, but I think you can sort of go inwards and say, what do I need in this moment? Um, which could be, I need to take a bath or I need to call a friend or I need to go to bed earlier than I'm going to bed. Um, and, and doing that, like, um, that's like to me more like your, your, well-being, your day-to-day well-being can be managed through that. You you write a lot in the book about kind of your quest to find the right therapist and to get diagnosed with the correct um, mental illness diagnosis. Um, can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that journey and if you have any advice for listeners who might be on that same kind of path looking for some answers? Totally. I've got nothing but advice. Um, <laughs> well, I'll start with the journey and I'll end with the advice. Um, you know, uh, and I write about this in the book, but certainly some of the mental illness that I struggle with was present when I was a child um, and through my teenage years. But I'm I'm 48. I'm so I am I'm forever 35, <laughs> and Damn also. Straight. 48. Um, so at that time in my life, there was not the type of access to information that there is now. So my parents, although very attentive parents, um, were not really equipped to be able to pick up on the signs. Um, so eventually after graduating from college and moving back home after a failed attempt at trying to be an adult, um, I had 
a minor nervous breakdown, uh, which sort of rushed everything <laughs> to the forefront that, that actually there was something going on. <clears throat> Sorry. And, um, and that led to a depression diagnosis. Uh, so I was 23 at the time and was diagnosed basically by a doctor that my mom took me to. So not necessarily the way you want to actually get a diagnosis, but um, the awareness was different at that time. And I was incredibly grateful to have a name to put on what I was feeling. And um, he put me on Prozac. And I would say within a week, I felt like my baseline had changed. It, it wasn't, um, you know, antidepressants don't cause you to be excessively happy. They just create a baseline that's like, uh, you know, uh, stable, I guess would be the best word. Um, so I went on about my life, <laughs> moved to California, uh, had a really hot guy tell me I should go to therapy. So I listened to him, even though my mom had told me that for years, she's just not that hot. Um, and, and you went on a double date with Jennifer Aniston. And I did. <laughs> I did. I did it. I did an interview for People Magazine, and um, he he asked me about that. And I was like, I, I don't, I don't know if that's the should be the focus of the article. <laughs> <laughs> it it was a cool thing. Our our boyfriends at the time were best friends, so yes, I did get to do that. Um, then that same boyfriend was the one that was like, you should go to therapy, um, which I did, which ended up being incredibly helpful. Um, had an amazing therapist. And in doing that, she was able to sort of identify these other underlying things that really had not been addressed, namely anxiety and ADD. And so we sort of set out on our journey to find a psychiatrist and find the right medication. Um, all the while sort of like cognitively uh, dealing with the issues. Um, so it's a, it was a really intense time in my life and it left me little time to focus on other things. And thankfully I had the support of my parents. Um, I mean, I would not be here talking to you today if I didn't have that support. Um, in the process of being medicated, because with psychiatry, if you're not aware, um, you know, there's a part of it that's a little bit of a guessing game because there's multiple types of, there's multiple medications for different illnesses. And mm -hmm. um, especially when you're dealing with multiple diagnoses, like they're essentially these little cocktails that they put, put together for you. But um, sometimes the side effects are too much. Sometimes it's just not, it's not the right medication. So they're, there can be um, a fair bit of trial and error, which was the case for me. And during that time, it came, uh, it sort of came to our attention that I actually was bipolar too, which can tend to look a lot like depression. Um, the, you know, bipolar one is sort of the bipolar that we're shown in movies and TV shows where there's very high highs. Um, mm -hmm. Bipolar two doesn't really have that. You might have like a, hypomanic episode, but it it's not always even noticeable. But that started to happen to me along with a myriad of other symptoms. Um, and so eventually we found a psychiatrist who confirmed that that was the appropriate diagnosis and changed the medications I was on and um, really never looked back after that. Uh, and that was probably 17 years ago. Um, you ready for the advice part? 
Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think the number one thing you can do, um, and we're all, especially right now in the position to do this, is build your self-awareness. So understanding your mind, understanding your thoughts, understanding your emotional reactions to those thoughts, um, understanding your family history, your personal history, how your experiences have um, molded, you know, your personality. Um, what are the things you'd like to adjust? What are the things you like? And, you know, it's a huge exploration, but to me, my self-awareness is the thing that is a huge part of not only my success just as a person and as a professional, but within um, therapy and psychiatry, my ability to be able to communicate how I was feeling both physically and emotionally um, was really helpful for my therapist and my psychiatrist. Because basically when you're getting that kind of help, they're sort of they're basing it on what you're telling them. I mean, obviously they're, they can read between the lines, but um, that is my biggest piece of advice. And it's, and you know, whether you get that through reading books or talking to people or even watching movies and seeing which characters you identify with and like start to understand, like connect the dots. Um, I just have found that the most impactful um, I don't know how many questions you have, so I could obviously go into the specifics of advice on therapy and psychiatry, but I don't, I don't know that that's where you want this to go. So you guys tell me. No, I mean, I think that's, that's super helpful. Um, good. So thank you. Of course. I also, I also love how you said in the book, like, if you are wondering if you need therapy, that's basically mm-hmm. your answer that yes, mm-hmm. you should, you should yes. have therapy, which I feel like that's such a, one that was so insightful and like so obvious, but also I feel like it is very hard for people to come to one, like, do I need therapy or two, do I need to explore medication? Yes. Um, I know it took me a very long time to get even comfortable with the idea of medication for my mental health. And I've been on, sure. I've been on Prozac for a couple of years now, like life changing. Um, but just having the inkling of thought really should be enough to like pers- at least pursue the option or explore it. Right. Yes. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in curiosity and I think there's a lot of personal information to be gained, uh, in regards to like what you're curious about, um, is usually in my mind, an indicator of something. And so if you're thinking about it, then your mind is open to it. And then there's probably on some level conscious or not the knowledge that it would help. So, and, and I think that goes for medication, it goes for a lot of things, but, yeah. you know, certainly with medication, you wouldn't want to be trying that while also feeling resistant to the concept of medication. Um, and then I think the other thing to remember on both those fronts is you're not making a lifelong commitment to any of it. You know, you're just trying to see what works and what helps you feel better. And that may change over time as you change. So, um, I think people view it as this like decision that they're somehow going to be held to forever. And it, that's certainly not the case. Thank you for that. I, lo- I, I really, I appreciate it. We get so many questions on our podcast from listeners and I feel like Dory back me up here if I'm wrong, but like our answer 90% of the time is like seek professional help from a therapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I like that you, you say that in your introduction, you're like, I, <laughs> I am not 
you know, I'm not a mental health yeah. professional. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like we always need that qualifier as well. Yeah, yeah. We're getting close, but yeah, exactly. there's no degree. <laughs> um, Kate and I both loved this part of your book where you talk about um, how you schedule fun um, on mm. like you set aside Wednesday nights for fun. Um, and that can be anything. Yeah. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about how that came about and how that um, like what that period kind of means to you? Sure. Now. Um, well, I believe that falls in the chapter uh, called I am very busy. And it is really my attempt at trying to like dismantle the concept that we have to be busy in order to be important and successful. Um, and look at the gift we've been given right now. <laughs> Slow down. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I have felt really passionate about that for the last few years because prior to that, I did drive myself into the ground, both physically and mentally. Um, along with having all of my relationships suffer by being so busy and so successful. <laughs> That's in quotes. Um, and so I was feeling awful and went to the doctor and she said, what do you do for fun? And I was like, what do you mean? Like I work, I work all the time. I love it. It's so fun. And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she kind of looked at me like, okay, so I can see what I'm dealing with here. Right. She was like, she was like, no fun outside of work. And I was like, well, I don't have time for that. Like, this is my thing. And she was like, well, you have to make time. Like it's really important for your mental and physical health to have that sort of release. Um, and so I feel like it was one of the girls at work that actually said, why don't you put it on your calendar every Wednesday, seven to nine, you're going to do something. And I think it can be, I mean, it doesn't have to be as extreme as going to a theme park, which is one of the things I did. But, you know, whether that's just like, I'm going to sit and read and not look at any screens or talk to anyone, or I'm going to go have dinner with a friend I haven't seen or go see a movie or, you know, whatever it is that's mm -hmm. going to bring you joy, essentially. Um, but by putting it in the calendar for me, it was like I was able to honor it in a way that if if I had just been like, okay, I'll try and remember that. You know, I think for those of us that are or were um, very tethered to their calendars and like that was sort of the Bible. I felt like if I put yeah. it in there, I would probably listen. And I did. It's not on my calendar anymore because it's just, it's part of my life now. Um, but mm -hmm. it, it was there for many years. And how did it, do you feel like you've changed so that it's now a, a more natural practice? Like as, has kind of all this self-work and wisdom that's come with age just allowed you to evolve into a person who just now can have fun or it was 100 really yeah okay uh, it, it's and, it's not even a thought and and like I I think even back then people would say I'm a fun person but I think it's sort of about prioritizing joy in your life and I wasn't really doing that and now it's like a no-brainer does that also I know you bought a house in the desert mm. I mean I'm very actively following Desert Jen on Instagram. <laughs> I would love to know what that transition has meant for you um, on a on the on an inward level, on a personal level. 
Yeah, sure. Well, it's strange because right now you're talking to LA, Jen. I literally drived and in, drove into town moments before we got on uh, this podcast interview. So uh, on a cellular level, I'm very confused at the moment. <laughs> but um, so it so it really was meant as sort of like a weekend retreat, writers retreat. I um, I ended up going out to the desert to finish my book uh, when I was failing incredibly uh, while I was trying to do that here and also work. My editor was like, you you need to go and seclude yourself somewhere. So I decided sort of randomly to go out to the desert and I rented a house out there. Um, and I just, I'd, I had always felt this way about the desert, but I just had never really addressed it. And um, from the moment I got there, I was just like, oh, um, this is going to be a thing for me forever. Um, and so in writing the book, I decided that I would buy a house out there uh, because I didn't think I could ever afford a house in LA. <laughs> and they're substantially less expensive. Um, and sort of to honor what I had done and to give myself and my friends a place to go to be able to connect with the energy out there. Um, which is much different than the energy in Los Angeles and just let it be sort of this place for all of us. Um, and, and that's what it has been. I mean, obviously now more than ever, but it, it just, um, it's, it's a different world. Not everyone feels that out there, but those who do, I think just get very hooked. And so desert Jen is sort of, uh, I'm pretty Zen just in general, but she, she's, transcends. So um, <laughs> I like her a lot. <laughs> um, one thing I have really enjoyed on your Instagram is, is, I mean, your Instagram is a delight, but you really embrace your age, which I feel like for women has never quite been a comfortable thing. And we're just kind of now starting to honestly talk about how old we are and also mm -hmm enjoying our age i know you're 48 i'm 40 dory's what dory 42 yes i'm 42 yeah so you talk honestly and openly about really loving the age that you're at um did that was that a process for you or or has being in your 40s been a relatively positive and empowering experience oh 100% positive uh no process i um I don't think I've ever really been bothered by age or the idea of aging. I mean, outside of the aches and pains <laughs> and things that develop and then you go to the doctor and they're just like, that's age. And it's like, cool. Um, the rest of it, you know, I've always felt very young at heart. My parents are that way. Um, and I think also probably because I didn't have children, like I just, I think there's part of parts of me that maybe never were forced to mature. So I feel very young, but I feel like I also have um, the gift of being on the planet for a long time and, and paying attention and gaining wisdom. And so, um, so I feel, I feel really good about that because I think I have the opportunity to, to share that. I mean, as far as like the physical parts of aging, which I think is what is probably the hardest for a lot of women. I actually just thought it would be interesting to see what happens if I aged without fucking with it, <laughs> you know, um, 
just because it's like, I don't know. I, it's why would I want to fight that battle? It's inevitable. And I, and I saw similar to the mental health thing that for whatever reason, that was fine with me. I didn't feel sensitive that, um, like my neck has wrinkles or that I have gray hair or whatever. Like it just didn't bother me. So I was like, maybe there's an opportunity here for me to like, lighten the load for people a little bit that it doesn't you don't have to fight it you're more than welcome to I'm not saying it's a bad thing if you if you do I mean everyone has their preference but I thought maybe um I could show that you know it's okay to just get older yeah neck wrinkles are not Mm. just okay they're also like delightful (laughs) I haven't gotten there yet but okay good I, I definitely um, like am noticing those parts of my body. Oh, sorry, I've sorry, go got ahead. the wrinkles. I just haven't gotten the part where I'm excited about it. <laughs> you will. I'm sure you will. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask about Bando and mm. have you talk a little bit about kind of where you are now with the company. Um, you know, you you started it in 2008 after you created these uh, floral headdresses and it, and it just, it just really took off and then you sold it in 2012. Um, but you're still very involved in it. And now it kind of has this, it has more of a mission now, more of yeah. a, like a mental health mission. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about its evolution and what your involvement with the company is now. Sure. Well, I think when Jamie, my co-founder and I started it, you know, along with just thinking it was fun to sell things that we were making that people seemed to like. I really think we were yearning for a connection um, because we weren't the type of business that put together like a mission statement and a business plan. Like we literally just set up a website and started selling things. Um, I didn't identify that until much later down the line. You know, everything that we did, even after we sold and sort of shifted into these lifestyle products was very much just like organically what came up for me or for the team at that time. Um, and so, you know, when you get to a certain point in the business's life, you do start to, you know, think about like, what do we stand for? And what does it mean to work here? And like, what are we wanting to put out in the world? What's important to us? I mean, also because we were growing. And so people that weren't as intimate with with the company needed to sort of understand that. And so I think I learned a lot of that in the process of figuring that out. Um, simultaneously, as when we were doing that, and this was probably maybe four years ago, um, we have, we have a a very large wholesale business. And what we found was that we were known as the fun brand, um, which is funny because I just told you a doctor insisted that I have fun. Um, But it is a very fun brand. Um, And I always felt very conflicted about that because I'm just like, we're so much more than that. Why are they only seeing this? And, you know, on the business side, they're like, this is a gift, like as a company to be known as like this piece of the pie is a really valuable thing. Um, so everyone was pretty reluctant for me to, I wanted to complicate it because that's what I do best. <laughs> and it'd be like, no, we're this and we're this and we're this. And it was like, just be the fun brand. Um, and then, uh, Two or three years ago, uh, I got this idea to do these sort of mental health awareness necklaces um, that say anxiety and depression and a few other things. And they're they're based on my personal experience with 
mental health. I just felt like this may be a way to just sort of destigmatize. It could be our contribution. We were also looking for a philanthropic effort, and I really didn't want to just choose one. And so this sort of just happened organically. Um, and I was like, I think I'm just going to do an Etsy shop because <laughs> I was like, they'll never go for this at Bando. Um, but they did, they were like, no, let's, let's do this. Um, and so we sort of went from being the fun brand overnight to really popping the bubble on the mental health conversation, which, um, you know, kind of came with uh, success and challenges at the same time. But it it did crack the door wide open for us to be able to talk about what I thought we really wanted to do, which was exist to help our community be their best. I mean, we do that a lot through products, but, but you know, I always think of Bando as a state of mind and not a company. And um, it's so much more than fun. And so sort of the concept of holistic betterment where you're talking about like your your mental and emotional health, your physical health, your professional health. Um it's, it sort of allowed us to really get into that place. So now we've been able to align a lot of our products with that. And the concept of joy, which I think is what people were saying when they said the fun brand, um is so important now that that is we're able to thread that through everything because our aesthetic is very joyful but at the same time we're able to really like tackle some of this other stuff and put products out that can actually um encourage personal growth you know as well as pool parties <laughs> yeah totally um i also wanted to ask you you know your book came out March 24th mm, you mm -hmm. you had what looks like a great book tour planned oh it um, was gonna be so great man yeah and so can you talk a little bit about what that's been like to have a book come out in the midst of a global pandemic yeah um well you know the interesting thing is this is my first book so I don't really have the context of like what it should be or feel like. I mean, I understand on paper that like it would have meant me going to a different city every day and like hugging people and meeting people and talking about the book in person. Um, instead, I was uh, in the desert by myself <laughs> when right. it came out. Um, but I, um, you know, I, th I think I sort of made a choice that when I saw the writing on the wall, um, that I could either resist this whole situation and let it really take me to a place that I don't need to go, or I could just be like, okay, this is the situation. Um, let me make the most of it, you know? And, and I think, um, I think if it were a lot of other types of books, I mean, my experience may have been different, but what's interesting is, um, you know, and I say this a lot, in the book and and throughout the process was that I really was writing it for other people. Like, I think that's why I was so hung up on the concept of memoir and not wanting to do that because I felt like it felt like a self-indulgent thing. And I'm, I, I really wanted to write something that would help people, um, you know, reduce their anxiety, build their self-awareness, find optimism and joy, 
um, look at their relationships, look at the, how busy they are, blah, 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 you know, all of the stuff. And, um, and the book actually got postponed several times because I wasn't finished. And, um, I, you know, when it, I know when it finally, when the date was finally set, I was like, well, that's the, I mean, I'm a, just a huge believer in timing. And so what's interesting is that the thing that has been said the most to me in the last week is this is the perfect time for this book. So, and just seeing the way that people have responded to it and gobbled it up, I think really helped any heartbreak sort of dissipate because that's really all, that was the main thing. I I wanted to happen and it happened. So and I hope will continue to happen, you know, as more people learn about it. Um so yeah, I mean outside of like you know wanting to have some accolades that I don't think that I'll ever get because <laughs> no stores are open. So right. it's, it's a little bit harder to sell books. Um you know, that again, I I'm pretty good at being able to process stuff and choose happiness over unhappiness, which I believe is a choice. Um, so yeah, there's Good. so much. Well, there's oh, sorry, go ahead, Dory. No, I was just gonna say I'm I'm really glad to hear that. Glad to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like as you're saying, your book it does kind of come out at the perfect time for people to be to be reading it because so much of what you talk about is so applicable to I think the challenges of, of what people are experiencing emotionally during this time. So yeah. For us, it's kind of perfect. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I believe I, I, I truly and wholeheartedly believe that. And some of my friends think I'm a witch because they're like, how did you know to write these things? And I was like, I don't know. That's just what I felt like writing. Um, um, Jen, before we let you go, I would, yeah. we would love to hear, um, kind of what you do for a daily self care ritual it can be the most basic everyday thing, mm. but is there something that you're kind of drawn to on a regular basis that's part of how you care for yourself? You know, I take self-care incredibly seriously because I, um, because my mental well-being is very, very, very important to me. My physical well-being as well, but like, um, you know, mood management and all that's really important because it can wreak havoc if not. Um, all of that said, along with all of the things you would expect me to say, um, I really think the top thing that I have learned to do that has had the most uh, radical effect on how I feel is to witness my thoughts uh, rather than feel bound to them and um, sort of having this constant emotional reaction to them. Um, it it has changed everything for me. Um, and that doesn't mean that some thoughts aren't valid, but I think this is an important thing now more than ever. Um, you know, our minds tend to really, really run with some concepts, uh, especially like fear and worry and anger. Um, and they take our bodies with them and it's very unhealthy. Um, and the ability to just put a little distance between that doesn't mean I don't get sad or feel anxious about everything that's going on, but to just um, know that I have the choice that I don't have to go through the whole process of physically and emotionally reacting, that I can just observe them and derive from that what I need to has been this the single most 
a helpful thing in like my just like day-to-day wellness. Ooh. That's that's that takes work to get there. And do you feel like mm. that is a result of all the work you you've done on your mental health? Yeah, I mean, I I I have to imagine that years of therapy helped me, although that is you know, it was talk therapy, so it was a little bit different. Um a couple years ago when I decided I don't want to be an anxious person anymore, it's very limiting for me and I don't want those limitations in my life anymore. I really dug into this type of like of understanding my thoughts and it happened because I was losing my mind. Like the, when I was, um, had started to write the book, was doing my podcast, I had sort of gotten into this relationship that was sort of emotionally challenging for me. And it was like, it was like, there was like someone screaming at me in my head all day long and really causing me um, a lot of pain. And so I was almost desperate, you know, I mean, actually was desperate. And so I, I really, I'm a person that wants to find help very quickly. So I just like, just started diving in to research and reading books that were recommended to me and like working on healing. So I don't think it has to, it's a really simple, you know, some of, some of the best solutions are the simplest. It's so it's like, if you could do that with one thought today, it's, it's interesting because when I was driving home, I was listening to the power of now um, by Eckhart Tolle. And, and he talks a lot about that in that book. And I remember when I read it the first time a couple of years ago, and I was like, that would be so cool if I could ever do what he's saying, which is essentially what I just explained I was doing. And when I was listening to it today, I'm like, Oh my God, I did it. (laughs) I can't believe it. So, um, Again, now is the time. I mean, we really are set up to be able to to make those adjustments because I feel like a lot of people have screaming going on in their heads right now where they didn't have that before. So it can be done. Oh, yeah. We've got the screams. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it's not it's not cool. No, it's but what a cool. beautiful what a beautiful gift to give yourself. I think that permission to, to just witness your thoughts is so just as a true like that's true self-care. It's just as yeah. lovely. Yeah. Well, and. It's a yes. beautiful note to end on, in my yes, opinion. It is. <laughs> um, Jen, this has been really wonderful to get to talk to you. And thank you for taking the time. And thank you for take, giving us LA Jen with a desert Jen <laughs> rising. <laughs> oh, my God. That is exactly what it is. I love that. <laughs> You're welcome, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Jen, where can our listeners find you if they want to read or more, hear more from you? This is usually where I give the address to my desert house, but I can't, cannot have visitors. Um, you know, I would say my Instagram, uh, at Jen Gotch is probably the most holistic place. Um, I also pop up on Bando's Instagram, which is shop Bando. And then obviously there's that little book we've been talking about, the upside of being down that, um, you can just Google it and there's lots of, lots of places. Um, but I would say bookshop.org would be a great place just because they're really helping independent bookstores survive this. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was so great to talk to you. Yeah, of course. Same here. I appreciate it. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. 
not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crappiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Well, Jen was kind of the perfect isolation guest, I think. Yeah. Yeah, she was. You know, she made me feel better. Um, How did your intention last week go? Okay. Well, I had intended to do something that brings joy to my community. And I did a couple things. The first thing I did was that my daughters and I walked around our neighborhood and we dropped off some fruit and avocados with our neighbors. Um, Mm Mm-hmm because we have those things growing in our yard and that's a thing people appreciate. And so that's what we did. And that was nice. And we wrote notes on the bags and. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. It was a fun way. I feel like for them to do stuff for some of their friends without seeing their friends. Um, I did some grocery shopping for an elder, an older couple who can't Aww. go grocery shopping. I don't know if that's technically joy, but I was like, well, okay, this helps my community. I think it is. And now here's my kind of wild idea that I'm trying to get my daughters on board with. Okay. I want to make a friendship bracelet tree. Ooh. I have a tree in front of my house, uh, you know, like next to the sidewalk. And I, in my brain, I'm like, what if we all just made a bunch of friendship bracelets here in my house and then we tacked them up on the tree in a way that doesn't harm the tree and then people walking by could just take a friendship bracelet. Oh. And I'll make a little sign that says like, I sprayed these with Lysol. (laughs) 
And now this is a very, very weird idea, but this is kind of something I want to try to execute. I'm into it. So I love it. Thank you. Last week, my daughters and I made a bunch of friendship. We're like working on friendship bracelets as part of our home education. That's so nice. Yeah. So there you go. This week. Well, this week, I actually put two things on my list. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Number one, I need to schedule an online therapy session with my therapist. I feel like that that would serve me. I love my therapist. I got to get that done. The other thing I want to do is that my like most treasured yoga teacher who is in New York City is teaching online right now out of necessity because everyone is home. So I now have access to an online class with them. So I would like to try to take a class with her uh, and figure out one that works with my schedule. That's so cool. Yeah, it is. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and look, if anyone wants to take a class, the studio is Yoga Maya in New York City. My teacher's name is Bryn Chrisman. She's the best. I love her. It's who I did cool. my yoga teacher training with. Yeah. So I and I haven't been able to take a class with her in like almost a, you know eight years. So that's my plan. That's really cool. Trying to take advantage of the online sharing that is happening right now and support businesses that I you know that I feel strongly about. So yeah, that's awesome. How about you, my friend? Well, so last week I said I wanted to put together a comprehensive list of all my Henry stuff so I could just send it to send people to one place to see it. And I did start putting together the list. It is not complete. Um, I was slightly like, hor- I don't know if horrified is the right word, but I was like, oh, Henry has a lot of stuff. <laughs> like babies have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Turns out. Turns yeah. out. Um, but I will get that finished soon and I will let people know where, where it is going to live. Um, this week I have another very like practical intention, but I'm getting a large shelving unit for my office delivered tomorrow from Ikea. So my intention is to a put it together, which let's be honest, will probably be mostly my husband putting it together. Um, but I, I, I intend to be there uh, and be put stuff away in it so that my office finally feels like completely usable and there's not like piles of things everywhere. I'm very excited for the shelving unit. I I, I feel it will be life changing. Oh, I can't wait to hear how this turns out. <laughs> will, you post I, I mean, a, will you post a picture when it's completed? I will, of course. Yes. I will post it in, in our Instagram story. Thank you. Thank you, Dory. You're so welcome. All right. Well, I think that does it for today. Well... Forever 35 is hosted and produced by you, Dory Shafrir, and yep. me, Kate Spencer, and produced and edited by Sammy Junio, and Sam Reed is our project manager. And, you should, know, if you... Should we do our sign-off? <laughs> I was going to say, like, if you've been listening to some of our mini-episodes, we've been trying to figure out a sign-off, because that was requested. So one that was requested was, butt masks never, 35, 35 forever. Ever. How do we feel about that? Did it work? I mean, I'm not not into it. <laughs> I mean, I, I do feel strongly about butt masks never, 35 yeah. forever. So we'll give that a go okay all right talk to you next week yep bye